Hi, Erin. Hi. Hi. So actually, like, just regular, how are you doing, like, right now? Like, I know you just got home from work, but what else is, like, up? Well, my internship is, like, really taking off, so I feel like I'm, like, at an important life phase right now. Mm-hmm. So I feel like everything I do kind of counts, so it feels like a lot of pressure. There's no, like, tests, like, in college, but um, every day kind of feels like a test. What is your internship? So... Right now, I'm a summer analyst at Brown Advisory, so they're an investment management firm. Um, so I'm helping research different, a ton of different things, like different companies that we should invest in. Um, I'm also researching sustainability and like sustainable investing, so that's a lot of fun. Um, yeah, I don't. I'm not like running to grab coffee or anything, which is great. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. You yeah. skip that. That's good. Wow. That's cool. Well, why don't you introduce Aaron and I met like, like how long ago, like three years ago, maybe less. Yeah. I think you were a sophomore, right? Yeah. And you were a freshman. So you're junior now. So like basically three years, like school years. Yeah. Yeah. And then we like, weren't really friends and then we were, And then we ended up being like neighbors basically, but we only hung out a few times. We honestly should have like capitalized on living closer to each other way more than we did, but we were both so busy. And it was like pre COVID too. So obviously we like took all the social interaction like for granted. Um, oh yeah. Yeah. We, we also like did things that. together. Like we went yeah, to we did. church, same vibe on campus. So yeah. yeah I remember um, like looking at you and life group and just like, I feel, I feel like I could read your mind just by looking at your eyes and like your facial expressions. And you knew I was like on your vibe level and yeah. that's how we connected. <laughs> well, I knew you were funny because I feel like it took me a while. Like, I think I like judged you at first, like in the most, like, I just like was like, oh, she would probably like want me to be my friend. Like she's probably like better than me or something like that. And then like, as you started to open up, I was like, oh, she's cool. Like I need to be her friend. Well, I feel like it takes a while to warm up to people when the first interaction you have with them is like confessing your sins with them. Yeah, it's not really like a welcoming environment. (laughs) Okay, so give the listeners of the Carly Dare podcast, there's been almost 80. Sounds like a lot. So don't be nervous because it's just like people who you know. Um, Give them like a bio of who you are, where are you from? Honestly, I don't even know this stuff. Like I know you're from Charleston. But, like, start from birth. Like, just, like, a two-minute bio of, like, Erin Cullen. Okay. Here we go. So, I'm actually not from Charleston, so you wrong. Exactly. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, so, I was born in Atlanta, Georgia. Um, I'm the third child, so I have an older brother and an older sister. Um, I lived in Atlanta um, until I was, like, seven or eight years old. Um, I grew up going to Catholic church and um, also going to Baptist church. And I just had a really, I feel like I had a really classic childhood, like running around outside and like playing tag and stuff like that. Um, Yeah. And so then I moved to Charleston because of my mom's job, kind of getting transferred. So I moved to Charleston when I was like in the sixth grade, I guess. Went to Wando, was really into band and the flute, as you know. Um, I tried really hard at that. Um, and like, it was such a little bubble. I feel like I should have enjoyed high school more because 
it is like a really insulated place where you can just like go after your dreams and like not have to think about career stuff. <sighs> so that was really a fun time in my life. Um, being in band and just like trying to perfect something that was just fun to me and playing the flute. So um, made a lot of friends that way. I ended up going to University of South Carolina with Carly. And um, at first I wanted to major in Chinese because um, I knew I like to speak foreign languages. Um, I consider myself very good at Spanish. So I decided what the heck let me try some Chinese so I did that and then I ended up transferring into the business school and majoring in international business and finance um and yeah I decided to put my like efforts towards my grades and um being a good student um so that I could get a good job and all that has gone really well so far but there have been hella bumps along the way as you know but that's kind of where I am now Wow. What a story. Honestly, I just learned so much. First of all, I didn't know that you were like, that's the same age. I moved to South Carolina from Pennsylvania. I didn't know you were like in middle school when you moved to Charleston. Was it rough, like adjusting to like a new school, like at an older age almost? Honestly, no, I was just like, do they have a good band program? Yes, they do. Okay, I'm here. I'm, I'm here for it. And I wanted to be like first chair, you know, all these things. And that's how Maureen and I met. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. So it was um, actually a really good transition. I felt bad for my brother who like moved during sophomore year of high school, like rip to his whole social life. Um, but no, it really wasn't that hard. Um, wow. Okay, here's a question. If there's like a story from your childhood that you think like formed you into who you are today, what would that story be? Or just one funny story from like being a kid? I have to think into like the depths of my brain. (laughs) (laughs) Take your time. It doesn't have to be deep. (laughs) It can't be. I don't know. Uh. <laughs> See, now I know the Zoom is recording. I'm like, <laughs> oh no, I'll edit all that, all the space out. No worries. I can ask you a different question. Okay, okay, okay. I think I have uh, like just a tiny story, but okay. um, so I was like three or four years old and my sister and I loved to play dress up back when I was like a girly girl, I guess, because I hate dressing up now. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so I was four years old. My sister and I were getting dressed up. We like put on like all the pearls. We had like big sunglasses on our heads and like a dress on. And we were like pushing around this stroller with like a little baby in it. And um <laughs> We started like parading around the house, you know, like little girls do. And I remember I went up to my dad and I said, look, dad, I'm a woman. (laughs) So now whenever I'm like successful, I say to my dad, like, look, dad, I'm a woman. Like I just got paid for the first time, like in my whole life. I've never had more than like 500 bucks in my bank account, literally. And so now to like be making money and kind of be independent, um, 
Yeah, that's like the first thing I said to my dad. I was like, look, dad, I'm a woman. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's so cute. <laughs> and now I still don't feel like a woman. Like I don't, <laughs> I guess I thought when I was little, like you're a woman when you have like a baby to push around in the store, but that's oh. so wrong. Standards. <laughs> so yeah, um, I guess, I guess that just goes to show like I still don't feel like a grown up and I still don't think I ever will feel like that. Um, I don't know. Um, I, I just thought that like being a grown up would be so much harder than it really is, but really it's fine. I'm like rocking it so far. I mean, I know I don't have like a house and a mortgage and stuff, but it'll be fine. Have you always been the type of kid that was like rushing to grow up? Really? Yeah, exactly. I like cried in the third grade when I didn't have homework. Oh. I was like, I, I know it's dramatic. I was like, I want homework. Like, I want to, like, do well and be so smart and get a cool job and, like, have, like, job fulfillment and, like, feel, like, successful and Mm -hmm. solve the climate crisis, so. (laughs) Yeah, which you'll probably do through your research. What do you think, like, who are some people through childhood or even right now that you, like, have looked up to that you think have, like, really set the tone for where you're headed? Uh, Yeah, I think my mom. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So she, I guess I kind of consider her the woman, like, look, I'm a woman. Like she's the woman. Um, because she always was, um, kind of, kind of kicking ass. Can I swear right now? (laughs) She was like kicking ass, um, all the time in her business role. And she was traveling all the time and she was in a male dominated field. Um, Um, she works in the, um, chemical industry and doing sales there. And one time, um, these guys in like the nineties or eighties or something were were giving her a tour of like this, um, the chemical plant and the business. And they showed her the locker room and they like made fun of her saying that she like couldn't be in the locker room and that there was like, they like literally got out, like feminine products and like hung them around the room and like made fun of her like the most misogynistic stuff you could ever think of happened to my mom but she like just was not even affected by it like just did not give them attention whatsoever um and was just a badass so that's kind of what I want to be and she's always like um never let people tell her no that she couldn't do something and um yeah, she's like pretty well known in her industry and people really regard her as a like subject matter expert. And that's what like, hopefully I want to be one day with like sustainable investing. So, yeah. Wow. Hold on one second. There's sirens. So I was waiting for those to go away. I don't know if you hear them. Okay, I'm back. Wow. That's amazing. I mean, your mom's amazing. I was lucky enough to meet her once. Maybe I met her twice. I don't know. Cause I went over to her house a few times, but I, she is awesome. And that's so cool that like you were able to see that from a young age too. So that's amazing. Yeah. Okay. So you were inspired growing up. You obviously like have a lot of achievements. Like you went to the honors college at university of South Carolina. Like you're doing well for yourself. You're like 
ever since I've known you, I feel like you've been looking for an internship since like the first day I've known you. Like literally, it's, <laughs> yeah, like it's something you're very proactive about. What what would you give like advice to somebody who, even if they're not like an honors college, but like a super ambitious, some maybe they're like in high school or something. What advice would you give someone who maybe is not as like disciplined as you, <laughs> okay, like me, but like somebody who may not have like a role model or not be as disciplined? Like, what would you tell them to like? Um, move forward and like get what they need to get done done Um, I would say that something I've learned kind of the hard way is that it doesn't matter like how good you are at something it's all about effort like there's a distinction between like natural talent ability versus how much time you put in and it really does come down to like how much time you put into things but also like a lot of things, especially in the professional world and like getting recognized, becoming a singer or whatever, it's just like a pure numbers game. Mm. Like I remember my brother telling me this stupid joke that like people looking through um, resumes to like accept applicants for internships, they'll like take half the stack of the resumes and throw them out and be like, I don't want anybody I pick for this job to be considered unlucky. (laughs) And so then they throw out half the things and they go about their day and try to pick interns. So it's, it's literally, I feel like a numbers game, um, trying to get jobs, trying to get recognized. So I don't know if you want, I got two job offers and I applied to probably 60 or 70 positions. Wow. Yeah. And it all came down to two and it was so much effort, like just wake up every day, put in the effort, break down your goals into smaller, like chewable bite-sized pieces for each day. And, um, yeah, trust God along the way too, man. Mm-hmm. That's so good though. <laughs> it really is. I remember a guy told me that before, <laughs> before he broke up with me, but I will remember it forever. He said, um, that cliche saying if, uh, talent doesn't beat hard work, hard work beats talent. I don't know how it goes. How does it go? But you know what I mean? But yeah, like he told me that and it literally has rung in my head ever since because maybe I just needed his voice to tell me, but I've always been, I feel like when I was younger, I was like really hard work. And then as I got older and as technology increases and as I've spread myself more thin, I'm just like, oh, like whatever, like my natural abilities will carry me through, whatever. That's not the case because the case is if you're showing up, even a simple thing like a retail or whatever job, a fast food job, if they're going to promote somebody, they're going to promote somebody who's on time. They're going to promote somebody who shows up to every shift, who is there, who asks if they can do anything when they're not you know, being forced to do something who's proactive, like those are the traits that people are looking for. They don't care if you're the best at what you do, because honestly, like a lot of things can be taught you know exactly exactly I was just about to say that like that's what I'm trying to keep at the top of my head with this internship like you have to be likable and you have to be personable and somebody that like people can work with because you can't change that about someone Mm. but you can kind of mold them into whatever skills you need them to have so that is really important but also you just have to recognize, I feel like, especially with like the job process or finding your career that, you know, we're all just like 
numbers, like social security numbers. And that's really sad, but it's very realistic <laughs> to keep in your head. Like, yeah, you're super special to God and God knows the hairs on your head. Like, but to like corporate America and to other, you know, avenues we're we're all just a number and, um, you're nobody's really that special and it's sad, but, um, it is what it is. And so, you know, you have to like put in a bunch of effort to finally have that one person see how special you are mm-hmm. after they threw out half the stack of resumes. You know what I mean? I mean, yeah, that's so humble. Like, I just, I feel like it gives me the encouragement to be more bold because it is that plain of a risk or like a chance that I feel like it makes me want to put myself out there more, apply to more things, be more vocal, meet more people, you know, connect with cousins in LA, just do more things because what that means is like more opportunity. And I think, well, biblically speaking, I was listening to a sermon last night and it was literally talking about like how though, this is like the constant warfare in my head, would love your opinion on this. I'm a striver, right? Like I, you are too, but like in a good way, maybe you're better at this than I am, but like, I see opportunity. I take it. And I do not have imposter syndrome. I wish I did. I have like anti-imposter syndrome and a lot of it is entitlement. And in the sermon, he was talking about, don't start the business. Don't take the opportunity. Don't, um, do this. Like he was saying that if you're, um, not waiting on God. Like if you're doing it like apart from God and if you're just like, I'm tired of waiting, let me take control. Like I have a million dollars, let me start a business because I have a million dollars. I was perplexed by that because in my head, I'm constantly thinking if you have resources, why wouldn't you go after it? Um, and then I also completely understand like the power of waiting. So what do you think about that? looking up a verse what is that one verse it's like I think it's in um proverbs where it's like man like tries to decide his steps but the lord like cements his steps or whatever Jeremiah no no oh my phone is I don't know I can't hear you. Are you talking? Oh. Okay, here it is. Proverbs 16, 9. A man's heart plans his course, but the Lord just determines his steps. Mm. I feel like that's like at the intersection of that whole sermon. But part of me, like, of course you have to use the Holy Spirit. And we've talked about this many times. You have to use the Holy Spirit to determine like in your own situation, is this right for me? Because obviously your, your exact situation isn't going to be written down in the Bible. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I wish it was, but, um, you have to discern with the Holy Spirit. Like, is this something God is calling me to do and, or is it not? And you should be actively praying along the way. Um, But at the same time, I feel like if the Lord didn't want you to pursue something or start the business or whatever, he'd slam that door like he Mm -hmm. would. Because it says right there in that Proverbs that he cements your steps. So if he doesn't want 
you to like carry something out to fruition, it, it won't happen. You know what I mean? So yeah. Um, wow. and I, I feel like, I feel like the Lord also like, well, a lot of believers say that like, oh, like just go with what your heart is telling you. And like, in retrospect, you'll see if that's what God wanted you to do or not. Like I've heard that some from like some older believers in my life, mm-hmm. but literally like you can use your heart and the Holy spirit to like see God, like into the future. I don't know about you. And I think you're like on my level with this, but when <laughs> I'm driving, I like see visions of stuff. And I swear that is God like planting stuff in my head to like, hopefully come to light one day. Um, and it's like, I'm like not even driving where I'm supposed to be going. And I'm like seeing this stuff. It's crazy. You could leave your body. (laughs) (laughs) Nobody get in a car with me, but, um, (laughs) yeah, I just, I feel like the Lord puts ideas in your head. And if he wants you to carry out certain things, he's going to give you the resources to do that. Like, and yeah, you should pause and be like praying along the way. But if God doesn't want you to do something, it's not going to happen. Like period. You know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah. But there's also like free will and like, we have such a strong choice. Like right now, if I wanted to take a knife in my kitchen and mass murder everybody in this apartment, I could. Right. I mean, it's true. It's true. And so it's like, we have free will to completely disobey God. And this is the problem. I'm reading this book called On Guard. um, And it's a crazy book. It's like above me. Like, it is like how to convert like atheists, basically. And, you know, my poorest like character trait is like talking about delivery of just communication skills. And so it's like giving like scientific reasoning um and it's good it just like I forget what I was saying but it was like saying like all this stuff I don't know why I brought it up I forgot honestly I forget what I was talking about it's probably a lie what was I talking you were talking about that we have free will <sighs> yeah we have free will I don't remember okay next subject okay so Aaron gifted <laughs> me a book in college that changed my life it was called Discerning the Voice of God by Priscilla Shear, right? Iconic book. Who gave you that again? You my bought uncle, it? My uncle from Alabama gave it to me. Wow. What did you think um, about it? I, well, I was just about to tie that in here with a pretty little bow about our free will discussion. Oh, yeah, go ahead. You're right. Like, as Christians, we have free will, obviously. But, like... And it's, and it goes over this in that book. If you're like cultivating like your heart and the Holy spirit and studying the Bible and how Jesus like, and trying to follow Jesus's like footsteps, then you're not going to go mass murder people in your apartment. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? So that's what the whole book was about. It was about being like, like abiding and, and being consistent in the word and in your quiet time to really cultivate, um, the Holy spirit so that you can also discern the voice of God, because that is the beautiful thing about the Bible. It's like a study tool to like sharpen us like iron sharpening iron. Right. Mm -hmm. And, um, then we can like put that in 
to our everyday lives. And that's why I love reading the Old Testament is because I'm reading Isaiah right now in our life group. And it's about, you know, it's like the Old Testament before Jesus came. And so it's just about, you know, these people disobeying God and turning away from God and worshiping other things. And I feel like the new or the Old Testament resembles our life like way more than the Old Testament does, obviously, because Jesus isn't still walking around. I mean, obviously, he's going to, you know, come back and stuff. But um, like they did not know what to do, but and they also didn't have the Holy Spirit, you know, and so that That's crazy. is such a gift that we have like to cultivate. And the Bible is such a gift, too. Mm-hmm. Um have to take advantage of that yeah why are people afraid of technology literally the printing press is like the reason people are saved like you know what i'm saying like that's what i don't get that's like the one thing i like about my church now is like everybody's so all for innovation i'm like trying to be comfortable in my chair it's like not working but everybody's so for innovation at this church which is a good thing because it's like it's literally remember in history class i don't know if your public school history did this in south carolina the education system and the sixth grade they like had a mechanical mechanical pencil and it was the most like mind-blowing thing when the teacher was like this is technology do you remember that and everybody was like no it's not it's mechanical pencil technologies are phones and whatever and they're like no it's technology because it's different than a wooden pencil did you go through that I mean, not that exact moment, but other things like that. <laughs> yeah. And I remember that and it like changed my life because I was just like, oh, like that makes sense. And I don't know, like, I don't know, but yeah, love technology. It's great. But you're so right about like that being a gift and that being something that's so special. Okay. I have an- another question. How have you found faith or stayed in faith or what are like some things that you would like? do in college to like maintain your faith because it's not easy yeah it's so not easy um and I'm by no means like the perfect Christian who has like done all these things I'm about to say every single day or like not drank alcohol or different things like that like I'm a sinner like first drinking your 21st birthday was so fun (laughs) yeah it was I'm so glad you came to that um And it's so great to like drink legally now. If any of you aren't like 21, just like, wait, it'll be great. You have your like whole life to drink legally. I know. I definitely had like my like 17 year old bender, but yeah, just wait. (laughs) So, um, things I did to like stay in faith. Um, a big one for me is like integrating like Christian, sorry. Good integrating like Christian stuff into my social media accounts, like Instagram, like following Christian influencers is like a big thing that really helped me. Um, because, you know, you need like a modern application of the Bible in your everyday life or else, you know, it's, it's a little bit hard to follow. You know what I mean? So like, especially when I'm like reading the Bible and the old Testament and things like that, I try to feel like, I try to like create like a modern translation, like in Isaiah, the other day it was talking about how people were worshiping, like the sacrificial offerings that they give like to God instead of like worshiping God. And he, and like one of the visions was from a, that Isaiah had was about God saying, like, I don't care about your sacrificial offerings and things like that. 
I, and like, he was also calling them out on their materialism and things like that. Um, and how they like worship gold or whatever, like the modern day. You froze. froze. I lost you at the modern day. Yeah. So (laughs) wait, what did you hear? You're like, so I heard, um, the verse that you're talking about sacrificing and you're like, so the modern day, and then it stopped. Yeah. So I try to like, think about a modern, like translation, like they were worshiping, like their animal sacrificing, they were worshiping like statues and all these like pagan things. What are we doing today? We're worshiping like celebrities, like mm-hmm. iPhones, our phones, our schedule, our jobs as our identity and different things like that. So that's definitely helped me like stay more in my faith in college, just like thinking about the modern day applications, like in the Bible. Um, and like I said, like bringing Christian influencers into my social media so that it's not like every time I get on Instagram, I feel like I'm sitting just by like looking at Instagram. Do you know what I mean? (laughs) So that's literally my life. I just like, I will have a sinless day. This is a joke by the way. And I will open my phone (laughs) and just murder people basically. Like it's like constant porn. It's just like, I just need to like delete a lot of stuff. Like, yeah, just unfollow people. It's like we can so totally modify our worlds and kick people out of our lives just by unfollowing them on Instagram. Like, do it. Yeah. So, My biggest problem is like covet, like jealousy, envy. Like, I'll see people singing or, um, it's not so much materialistic for me. It's almost like power. Like, I see celebrities or, people who are pop stars or whatever and I'm just like why am I not them I want what they have you know the comparison on social media is crazy, mm-hmm. it's, crazy. And it's, it's not even like needed anymore like I I honestly justified it for so long because I genuinely did use it for work and now I literally don't need it for work at all anymore I finished school in exactly a month from today and you bet your bottom dollar, July 29th, I will delete all my socials because I'm addicted and I've been addicted. I've been, I'm taking a gap month, by the way. I need to tell you that. This is my announcement. I went from, I've been in school since I was four. Did not take a winter break or summer break, except for like elementary school summer breaks <laughs> and like middle school summer breaks. But those like don't count. I was like two, but I'm taking a gap month in August. I'm working part-time at a coffee shop. And figuring out what I want to do because I don't have an internship or anything, you know, and I'm, I'm keeping an open mind. That's the idea I have right now, but I am like prayerfully going through it and I can, what I'm guessing, if I had to guess what I need to do, God Carly needs to do, not whatever I want to do. It is not what I'm doing now, but I, I can like honor what I'm doing now and value it. And like, I know it's getting, it got me here. You it's getting me whatever my lease is month to month. I could end up in New York. You know, I could end up in Charleston. I don't know what's going to happen, but I do know that 
I need to change, <laughs> you know? So I'm excited for that. So that'll be good. So I won't like send as soon as I open my phone, but what are some other things that you did? Cause I was going to, I like, I think community, the community we had as dramatic as we may talk about it, that was special. And it is so rare in your adult life to have reoccurring group time with friends every, or like, like-minded Christian people or not even Christian people, just people striving to be closer to God, like weekly dedicated. Yeah. So special. Life group has been a huge thing. Community has been a huge thing. And if you're listening to this and you like don't have a group of people that are Christian around you, like encouraging you to follow Jesus, like go find that immediately. And it is going to take time to find, but it's so worth it. Um, and I'm like really excited to get back into senior year and get back into community. And I'm going to like even try and hopefully serve some more at Midtown um, this year. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but I like totally took like community for granted before COVID happened. I was like, I don't need people. Like, I don't know. I was just very introverted, having an identity crisis, like every college freshman. So I just didn't want to be around people. And, um, and I, I think a lot of it was social anxiety, but like the thing that is going to make social anxiety worse is like holding up in your apartment. So I'm excited to like get back into community this year um, and not take it for granted because you're so right. It is something special. And um, I might not have like a community this great, like ever again, you know, after graduating college. So oh, you will, you will find people. <laughs> It'll be fine. It's like special though. Like you it know was special. I mean? And it's yeah. such a like uh dynamic part of life. Like everything is changing around you and holding like steadfastly to Jesus is just so important in that time. So mm-hmm. yeah. That's so true. Because whenever I think about college, I like it's two percent of my memories are like my body being in the journalism school. Like 98% of my memories are kind of at my apartment, but like mainly with like church, honestly, or like activities that it brought, you know, like that's what I think about when I think about like those years. So special. Yeah. But that's pretty much it. Any final comments to the, to the listeners? Do you have something you want to share? Maybe promote, make people buy no um maybe just one last thing um I feel like studying Chinese has been like so important to my life and mainly because it's like pushed me closer to Jesus because like I'm taking all these art like Asian art classes and learning about Asian religions and like Buddhism and you know, all those different other religions, Hinduism, and like every single time I went into those classes, I just, every single time I was like, oh my gosh, Christianity is so special. It's like a firm religion. It's not like wavering, like literally Confucianism, although it's not really a religion and like Taoism and those things where you try to find your way in life. It's all just really empty words and it's all so wavering. Like you could argue it like any way you want and turn it into anything that you want. And with Christianity, you cannot do that. The Lord has like commandments and like 
we have the word, literally the word of God. And um, there's just so many religions out there that um, I feel like they're just empty promises. Um, and yeah, I'm just like so glad to be a Christian and like realize this semester how special Christianity is because there's nothing else like it. It's literally revolutionary. Yeah, it is revolutionary coming from Catholic Aaron. <laughs> yeah, like that's crazy. Like, honestly, like you're so right. Like it's literally the only thing that is historic. I mean, yeah, Gandhi was real. Like you can't argue that. Like, yeah, the, everything's like historically like you could make it up or you could like backtrack it. But also like you can do that with Jesus and this guy, my pastor is actually coming out with a book called the genius of Jesus. And it's basically about how, I don't know why I'm like promoting it, but it has to do with this. It's about how like Confucius, Aristotle, Plato, all these like huge figures, Gandhi, Buddha, like every single person is considered like a genius. We reuse their quotes on like secular stuff all the time because they're inspiring and, you know, they're not wrong. Like a lot of the times, like they're right. Like they have it, you know, going for them and we look up to them as like geniuses but he was like he's in this book he's like why isn't jesus there because even if jesus wasn't divine even if he had nothing to do with god like on this earth the words this man spit out that were transcribed on uh scribes or whatever they're called and our scripts and like just like his like mind secularly if you take god out of them should be up there with these figures and so his whole argument is like genius is divine that like it goes back to genie which goes back to magic which goes back to divineness which goes back to like this whole thing so yeah go pre-order the book it's on amazon but also like isn't that crazy like jesus is a genius like he's so smart and he also is god which is great and it's so comforting to have that so isn't it just every Every time I like crack open the Bible and like read like parables that Jesus spoke or basically anything he said or did, I'm just like, okay, it's confirmed. Jesus is God. Like how can someone like 35 years old walking around in like the Mm -hmm. desert with these gross sandals on, like, like being a carpenter for a living, like how could they have that wisdom that is like straight from God? And, um, wow. Yeah. It just confirms everything for me. So you're so right. You're so right. That's so confirming. And it's so cool to see that through people though, too. Like, oh yeah, for sure. Like people respond to like conflict in a way that I would never. And I'm like, you have the Holy Spirit in you. Cause there's no way, <laughs> there's no way the regular person does that. Exactly. And, um, you know, I'm like talking to Noah a lot about Christianity, um, her boyfriend my boyfriend and um I keep like telling him and other like new people who are like being introduced to Christianity like what is Christianity in one word Christianity is love like that's what it is um like loving people loving on others and you know being like Jesus because he was so loving mm-hmm. and just the fact that he never like lost his crap for like the smallest things I don't know confirmed confirmed Jesus is God (laughs) that's so good well thank you for coming on the show I'm so blessed I feel like this is a really 
comforting podcast. I would listen to this. It's cool. <laughs> Make sure you yeah. subscribe. Yeah, subscribe, everybody. Um, and if anybody like looking for um, like Christian um, influencers to follow, um, Malena Cicciotti is really great. Follow her. She has a really cool podcast as well on like different Christian habits she does and doesn't do. And she's like raising children. Obviously she's a mom um, trying to raise them like to know God. And it's just so cool to like see her journey. So that's a cool person I follow. Um, But yeah, anybody want to like, yeah. Anybody want to like hit me up? argue about Jesus? I'm down Um, (laughs) or anything else. Definitely do it.